Broadcasting from coronavirus pandemic, it's the Midnight Freight Broker Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Cross, and I'm joined again by a special guest, Shua. Let's talk freight. Let's talk freight. Here Shua. we go. Shua, welcome back to the show. It's good uh, to have you here. Yes, good to see you from six feet. We do have our appropriate distance. <laughs> we are social distancing right now. We have the hand sanitizer in vicinity. We do. As I'm sure you all do as well. You know what's interesting? So, you know, doing some stuff here with, um, you know, with any kind of broadcast or, you know, anything in the media world, if you watch the news, even like your local news, you'll see everyone's um, broadcasting from like a home office now. Like I was, <laughs> I saw one of the first ones here, at least in, in our area, was a, a local sports broadcaster was in his house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, what is this guy doing? And then everyone else starts doing it. Next thing you know, they've got like, you know, the big national news networks and these folks are all on split screens, like in their home office. You had, I saw like, I, I don't know, my wife and I watch different national news channels or networks. Um, she likes to watch CNN, but anyway, Anderson Cooper was, was doing his entire show from home, from his office in New York with AirPods on. And I was like, wow, it's interesting to see. And it's interesting to see who is and who is not doing that as well, because it almost comes down to a thing where practice what you preach. If you're out there trying to give this advice to the public, you should also be partaking in it as well. Like, you know, you yeah. see in some conferences where people are pretty close together. Yep. Um, and you don't know. Just like they say, you don't know who could be a carrier. That's why we're supposed to stay home. We're supposed to stay away from large groups, things like that. So, hey, I'll tell you what, if you're behind the wheel of a, of a semi truck, you're pretty much, uh, you're, you're pretty good. If you, unless maybe, maybe you're a team driver, it's a little bit different. You can't really get six feet apart, but if you're by yourself behind that, uh, behind that wheel, that's some good social distancing. Sounds I guess almost some, peaceful and therapeutic. So you get that to that pickup or delivery. So anyway, today's episode, I wanted to go through a couple of things, uh, that are extremely COVID-19 related. So this is a national, I'm sorry, this is a global pandemic, uh, has been, you know, we're, we're in our second week here as Americans seeing this really affect us in our day-to-day lives. Uh, a lot of people are losing their jobs. So the, the first article I wanted to go through today, it's actually the only article I'm going to talk about specifically. This comes from my buddy Steve Oatley over at Freight Broker Live. He's breaking, he's breaking news stories left and right. I think we said it in the past. He's like the Adam Scheffner of, uh, of freight. So uh, Steve, good job doing what you're doing. He broke this story about TQL. This happened... I want to say it was maybe like Monday or something like that. Um, the title of the of the story, and look it up. You'll see all all kinds of stuff about this. Is that TQL sets the example as what not to do when an employer is forced to make tough choices. Uh, so for those of you who are not familiar, maybe some of you listening right now work at TQL or used to work at TQL. Uh, I never have. I've I've got some friends that have worked there in the past. Uh, I'm very familiar as an outsider with their, you know, their hiring and firing and that whole process type of stuff. So essentially, a being a a large W two model freight brokers, they've got thousands of employees working in offices around the country, and they tend to hire folks in big hiring classes, mm-hmm. and it's a call center type environment. And if you're not hitting a certain sales quota over, you know, it's like a weekly type of thing. So let's say you're there for six months, you're brokering. If you're not producing a certain dollar amount each week in brokerage profit, 
They're going to say you're not meeting our quota. We're going to fire you. Um, now, the irony here is that when everyone starts laying off employees, TQL decides to say that theirs are not coronavirus related. This is all um, this is all performance stuff here. It's all performance related. So 700 people were laid off at satellite offices, uh, as well as the corporate office in Cincinnati. Um, also, Steve said it is worth mentioning that TQL is the largest privately held freight brokerage with annual revenue of $3.6 billion with 57 offices in 26 states. They're huge. They're, I think, yeah, as far as private owner, they're the biggest. Even if, even if you look at all brokerages, they're, they're one of the top, like, five, I think. So um, I think C.H. Robinson's the only one ahead of them. I could be wrong, but um, big stuff. So, and here's the, be- here's the best part, Shua. All right. I, I know a guy like yourself, we talked about this. You know, this is not just in transportation. I th- actually, I think transportation is somewhat safe. Yeah. But, but like, like service industry, right? I've seen it in uh, my, my brother-in-law works for a, a pretty large national company that is that does a lot of uh, food and beverage and services for sports events, for national parks and things like that. They got the call today that they're being forced to use the rest of their vacation time and then be basically furloughed with um, that sucks right but here's the best part with TQL so not only do they can 700 people they have this pretty nasty non-compete and it reads three specific clauses number one is the non-compete it says you cannot go to work for a company that competes with TQL for a year okay great number two solicitation you cannot solicit any customer or TQL employee to work with you for a year okay great Three, confidential information. You cannot disclose confidential information, which may include customer list, pricing, et cetera, to anybody. And there's no limit. There's That's in perpetuity. So I get the solicitation and the confidential information, but not not being able to go work for a competitor for a year. Dude, yeah, you don't have a job. A quarter of America is like unemployed right now. You're gonna, if they have a job at another company, you're going to tell them they can't work? That's, that's asinine. It, it is. It, I think it's unethical. I get the idea of it. Their business model includes a lot of pump and dump and high turnover. Let's get these young guys in here out of college, show them how to broker. If they don't meet the quota, we're going to fire them, keep the, whatever business they might have brought on and hand them off to a seasoned broker. But then you're going to go tell them they got to go sit on the sideline. I, and I've seen this. I, I've seen this in the past with with uh, recruiting brokers and freight agents. These folks, TQL's got a pretty good non-competing, to my knowledge, um, and you know, you can try to quote me on this or do your fact check. And I'm pretty sure they have the advantage of the, uh, you know, having a pretty nice relationship with the, with the judges in their area where the non-competes cases are handled. So, um, I will tell you that they've not, they don't win every single case though. So, um, TQL, like any other company that has a non-compete, if you don't follow everything properly in your legal proceedings, it can get thrown out. So, um, pretty pretty crappy information there and some bad news. I mean, these guys that you're, you're in an industry like transportation where they're keeping America. Like we, this industry, we're keeping America running right now. Absolutely. With that, with, oh with God. the brakes being stopped, uh, put on them, that stops the whole infrastructure. And yeah, that's gotta be really tough for someone who is, you know, newer to the scene of freight, uh, brokerage and even sales. I mean, there's other industries where it is that competitive in sales where if you're not meeting the standard, then see you later. But that's really difficult to 
spend the time and investment in that field and then be forced to not enter the field within a year? Yeah. That's Dude, I've seen some knockout pieces that are two years. So anyway, um, there was a follow-up done by the CEO of TQL, Ken Oates, and um, <laughs> this is pretty. I love how Steve has like he's got inside people <laughs> at a bunch of companies. Um, so his article says in an email obtained by Freightbroker Live, sent to current company employees this evening. This is a couple days ago. Reportedly from TQL CEO Ken Oates, the CEO reassures his employees that there have been quote no layoffs outside of normal business operations end quote, and that you may see, quote, a couple of stories on some false and inaccurate media coverage oh, about our company, end quote. The email also says that the writer, quote, feels great about what we have accomplished in the past two weeks, end quote, great about what they accomplished. This is phenomenal. I absolutely I absolutely love Steve's article on this. I absolutely hate what TQL is doing. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this much. In a time like right now, um, I've spoken to a few folks that I know in, in the in the employment law realm, and there is not a single. First of all, courts aren't even taking employment cases until like you know middle of May as of now. Uh, and I, I, from what I'm being told, I don't a judge isn't really going to tell someone that they can't go work in a certain field in a time when a quarter of the just about a quarter of the U.S. population is either unemployed or about to be unemployed. So, Probably more than that at this uh, point. I get it. You don't want people stealing your information, but telling them they can't go work, that's just that's BS. So good article, Steve. Love it. Um, Shua, thoughts on just these layoffs, man? Because that's going to be our next topic is the layoffs. Yeah, I guess I when it comes down to – it doesn't really – it's not specific into uh, where people are working. You know, now people are – are being urged by their employers to file for unemployment. You know, you hear stories of not being able to file certain times, systems shut down, things of that nature. Yeah, I think New York State's unemployment website crashed like a couple of times. In the oh, I, it's probably daily. Even oh my God. personally, yeah. uh, I was even trying to get through just via uh, telephone and it wasn't even letting me complete the call until time and time over I was able to finally get through. So. Wow. Um, so let's go into some of the specifics on layoffs and then I want to kind of look at it through the, the lens of a logistics professional and how it's going to impact, uh, those folks. So who is impacted? So just about think about the, the industries that have, have really taken a big hit, right? Hospitality. So we're talking, um, hotels, anything resort related, um, anything travel related. travel so airlines cruises dude you can get a friggin round trip airfare to like my parents live in florida i looked at round trip airfare to to like fort lauderdale which is not a far drive from them it was like 120 bucks round trip round trip and i usually pay like in the past i've paid like five to six hundred dollars per ticket sure during like you know I'm this sure. time of year when it's spring break I'm sure when things ramp back up in terms of traveling, I'm sure there'll still be some good deals because they have to kind of make up. They want people to travel again. Yeah. Um, but even outside of that, you know, your entertainment industry is one I feel like is often overlooked. And you have some of these artists that have a big team behind them as well as a lot of things to move on the road. Oh, yeah. Um, so all those people are out of a job as well. So it's something to keep in mind too as we're – 
watching Netflix at home and, and um, you know, using these different platforms to entertain ourselves. I mean, people had to put those together. Dude, they're releasing like stuff that was supposed to come out in the theaters. They're putting right out onto a digital download that. now. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah. Like think about like um, a couple of movies. They had, What's that new like Disney Pixar one? Onward? Onward. Yeah, Onward's a big one. A bunch of kids were wanting to see uh, Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Um, just coming right out, just right out to digital. Sure. And, but it's funny, like, they're, <laughs> they're renting for, like, 15 to $20. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that. I was actually saying before they announced it, I was like, they should just start streaming this stuff and charge, like, what it would cost for one to two people to go sure. to, to the, the movies. movies. Maybe reduce the cost a little bit. Yeah. I saw even... It, it keeps people... Because people want to see the... They want to see the new content regardless. Yeah. But, and, you know, it'll, it helps, you know, support the economy, too. It's Same also with, like, like takeout food versus, you know. Exactly. That's what I was going to get to. And even the innovation that you see local businesses partaking in. I saw yesterday that a movie theater was offering a service where you could buy a popcorn or two popcorns, candy, some sodas, and some water for, like, $40 for your family. You drive up, you place your order, and you see that with restaurants. We've even seen... A local distiller. I think, I think they're just they're just wanting That's to right. get some revenue. Oh, of yeah. course, because you can just go to the store. Exactly, exactly. So distilleries, though. But distilleries, we have a local distillery that now turned their processing into making hand, hand sanitizer. Sanitizer, ding ding ding. Hot commodity. I got like three gallons here. I'm not. I'm not telling you where I'm located because I don't want to get rushed. I don't want people. But yeah, so you know that's the impact. It's hitting a lot of industries. Um, so what's good is with transportation, you're gonna see, you see the news articles everywhere. They're talking about it on the on TV. It's big headlines. Truck drivers are keeping America running. Absolutely. We, we thank you, truck drivers. Yes, a big thank, thank you. Thank you for everyone, shippers, carriers, brokers, everyone that's taking a part in this. This is this, this is huge. So. Anything going to grocery stores or essential places like your Targets, your Walmarts, uh, Amazon, all this stuff. Um, truck drivers got to move that stuff. And Oh, by the way, take a look online. Look who's hiring right now. Those are the companies that are hiring. Amazon's supposed to hire like 100,000 people. Yeah. All right. Grocery chains are hiring. UPS, FedEx, big logistics, transportation, distribution, all those industry type of businesses are hiring right now. And again, this could just be a, a temporary thing. It most likely is because everything will kind of go back to normal. Everyone will stop hoarding when this is all over and this will be over at some point. Um, but, you know, if you're unemployed right now out of a job or furloughed, you don't just have to rely on unemployment or the, the $2 trillion bill that the Senate is passing right now. Um, there's work out there. You know what I mean? So, um that's what we're seeing now. Logistics. How is logistics impacted? Well, we've seen rates all over the place. Um, we, I talked about it last week. Produce, right? I mean, in Shua, you you've got you were talking about a, a buddy that's in the industry that drives truck and whatnot. Um, I talked about some produce uh, produce locations or DCs or distribution centers that are sitting on millions and millions of pounds of goods that have to be shipped out. What, what was the story you were telling me about? Um, actually yours was about kind of the, re- the rest of it was, right? it was more so of the environment on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, when drivers are, are looking to, you know, not just fuel up, but you know, not many, I don't know of any truckers that have a shower on board. Um, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> There's, There's probably, probably somebody. somebody I'm sure, but I would love to see a picture of that. 
you know, with with things of being contaminated uh, of that nature, you know, I wonder where people can stop when they're on deliveries. Yeah, that was that's actually a good point. So um, I saw an article yesterday. I don't remember the title or where it came from, but it was referring to the huge demand in requests for like shower spots, just rest stops in general for these drivers. I think it, it might have been like somewhere in Pennsylvania they had shut down a bunch of them. Right. Might have been like I-80 or something. But, you know, when you're driving across a state for hours and hours and hours and you don't have a place to stop and either – because fuel number one, right? Because the truck's not going to run off solar panels unless you got something cool. But um, Tesla, where you at? Yeah, right. Uh, fuel, food, bathroom, sure. like the just the basic necessities. Right. This stuff has to happen. So we started seeing a lot of, you know, once people got the news of this being an issue, we started seeing local, I guess not local to us, but in certain areas, the locals were uh, doing free lunches for truck drivers. Free, That's amazing. Free showers, free you name it. And it's like awesome. I love to see in a time of of negativity, just positive things happening. There's a lot. This There's is, a lot of good things that is, are transpiring. Yeah, this, this is like, hell yeah, this is the time to... You know, if you're in a position to do so, buy a free me- buy a meal for somebody. Give them a free meal. Tip outrageously huge to the person that's giving you your takeout food. Or, you know, I, I heard it was, um, I think it was like on the radio yesterday, they were talking about a guy that he just was walking around his neighborhood with his son with a garbage bag, picking up trash. Like, just do something positive for the community. Absolutely. Right. I did that with my niece just a few days ago. Picking up trash? Yeah. Nice. You're just out in nature. You just see a piece just turned into... Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see this this negative thing have such a positive light. So, uh, But yeah, back to back to transportation and logistics. Um, I We're not at the peak yet. It's going to get worse, right? People are going to be... I think you're going to probably see spending go down at some point, which is then going to definitely impact the supply chain because then the stock, the stores will be stocked again, and then you're going to see a decrease in the demand, which is going to affect the rates. So obviously, when the demand goes up and you know the supply of trucks kind of remains the same, you're going to have an increase in your rates. Uh, it'll probably level back. It'll go back down. So that's what I think will be coming up here. And that brings about like a couple points. Uh of where hopefully people are starting to do less panic buying and kind of allow things to leave these different stores so you know things that are backlogged can the supply chain do its job exactly (laughs) and then with the economic stimulus it sounds like there may be something going through which will really really help everyone not only with that sense of comfortability but you know reduce the anxiety of Do I have enough money after I pay my bills to provide food for my families? So some of the stuff you're seeing in that two million dollar bill, and uh, I don't have it in front of me, but this is off of my top of my head from what I've seen on the news. You're looking at um, straight up money being given out to people under under a certain dollar. Uh, you have to be under a certain income level. Correct. Uh, I think it's like the maximum single filer is like ninety nine k. Uh, 75k to get the max. And it's 70, 99. 79, and then 150 for. No, no, so it's 75k for single, and it, and then up to 99k will be a reduced amount. Sure. And then double that for uh, like a joint filer, so husband wife or whatever. You would have 150k for the max, and then it would wing, it would kind of wean out as you approached 198k joint income. So um, they're also talking. 
businesses not having to pay their um, the employment tax yet, mm. right? Just like how they they push back tax day to July fifteenth. Right. Thank God, because I owe this year. <laughs> or I should say, we owe this year. My wife and I. Uh, again, something apparently I, I fill out the IRS's forms like to a T and I'm like a math nerd. I do it all right, all accurately. And I still, you know, apparently it's not right. So cool. Awesome job, IRS. <laughs> um, but uh, they're talking about an extra like $600 eligible for unemployment on top of the state's maximum for each state. I mean, we're talking pumping huge amounts of money into the economy. This is going right. to be a trickle down effect. Uh, I think it's the largest bill of this size ever passed. And it was, you know, it's like in a week, just under yeah. a week. So good job, Congress. <laughs> there was a lot of a lot of hate going around on social media. Yeah. Everyone's just trolling. Oh, my gosh. You know, they, they became like... Like know, the Democrats yeah. opposed the, the bill. Yeah. Well, you got to read the fine right. print. There's yeah. more to the story. So either way, you're going to see some money going into the American uh, American people's pockets and that'll go right to the stores and businesses so um i don't think americans hoard money like they hoard toilet paper i think they like to spend <laughs> money which is how they get toilet paper etc so um not sure what you can spend on right now because nothing's really open can't even get a haircut right now but hey do your part you know like the signs up on the highway i was driving to the store yesterday to get some essential items mm-hmm. and um there's a sign that said like stay home Stop the spread. Do your part. Stuff like that. You, have you seen that stuff up on the roads? Absolutely. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It is wild. Uh, being being that part of my work is in the service industry as a bartender, it was interesting. I saw um, on this forum of fraternal order of bartenders. Um, wow, you should get a podcast. <laughs> it's not mine though. It's Drinks not mine. With Shua. It's not mine. Oh yeah, I like that. Shua on the rocks. Shua on the rocks. I like it. Dude, you should... Could also be an outdoors... <laughs> Man, so many options. You literally have like a glass of whiskey on the rocks while sitting on rocks. Oh, I guess I'll put At this one On the rocks out in Denver. Oh, wow. That yeah. sounds great. Shua on the rocks, on the rocks, on mm. the rocks. <laughs> but at any rate, so... And then you play rock music? I could do that. Yeah. I like where this is going. A good thing that this is recorded for future and then reference. And you're eating pop rocks? How many rocks references can I do? What else you got? I think you covered them all. While throwing actual rocks, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I think you got Skipping them all. Skipping rocks. But rocks is spelled R-O-X. Just for... Yeah. Cool factor. While watching Rocky. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I had seen where... I'm glad you know what we're talking about. A, hus- a husband and wife. Uh, you know, the, the wife is the bartender at home, and the husband comes home, and she makes him a Manhattan... And he puts What's money into, uh, if you don't know, look it up. <laughs> Inside uh, joke. Put, a, put money in a, in a glass tip jar at home. You know, it's just like a comical type thing where, I like that. Um, you know, even there was another meme where it was like, government urges you to work from home. What does the bartender do? Make drinks for himself. Dude, I saw a hilarious one yesterday. It was a post on social media. About because you know how like all these kids are at home from school right. now, and you got parents that are homeschooling, and this mom writes, um, "Homeschool or was it like week two? Homeschooling is going great, although two students were expelled for fighting, and the teacher was fired for drinking on the job or something like that." <laughs> That's hilarious. Got a good kick out of that one. Love Definitely, it. you got to laugh in times like this, and you, you know, gotta you gotta find things that 
that can be inspiring. And, you know, you've yep. got a lot of these parents that are now juggling many different things at home and just just to spend a moment in gratitude of being able to spend that time yeah. is a nice thing too. Wild. Well, cool. So what what's next? I think the um, the future, you know, we they've got these projections. When is the peak going to hit and then it's going to trail off? And I don't know. No one knows. It's like meteorology or like forecasting the stock market. Nobody, nobody freaking knows. Like it's all your, it's all guesswork. So I guess the assumption is that we should see a peak in what, like three weeks or so. Something like that. Yeah. So sometime in the middle of April, it should hit peak and then it should wane off. So, I mean, you're, you're still talking. We're going to be, this will be, we're going to be in May and this is going to be affecting us. I think they're going to start to probably reopen some of the, um, geographical areas economies before others so like a new york city where it's highly populated and very dense it's probably gonna take a little bit longer because they're you know they're infecting each other it sounds so weird to say that I know. they're infecting each other at a higher rate than they are here in uh, in our area so in um, a lot of other people's areas so anyway um i i think you know hang in there great time to prospect if you're a broker spot market spot market spot market hop on it Jump on it. Jump, Jump on, on it. it. Jump on it. Who sings that song? I was just going to ask you. Like Cupid? No, that's Cupid Shuffle. We're going to have to source the internet on this one. <laughs> um, so that's what I think. Layoffs, you're going to see more and more and more. I think what's happening now is you're starting to see it. it it's just starting to hit now because a lot of companies are able to float all their payables and their salaries and payroll with decreased business. But only for so long, because eventually it, it kind of gets to a point where you're like, "Oh crap, you know how much money is in the bank? Can we pay these people? It's time to make the hard decision and lay people off." And that's inevitable in a uh, in a in a free market world. You know, it's going to happen. So, um, but all will turn around and all will be well in the long run. So, hang in there. You know, feel free hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm listed on there as Nate Cross, the three PL professional. Um, send me a message. Let me know what you think. And, and I'd love to hear people's specific stories. I do want to try maybe like in a week or two, I want to get back to some really good non COVID-19 related stuff. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like, it's what's going on right now. I love to talk about it. I think the next episode, I've got a, a local sports reporter that I'm going to actually have on, um, to tell her story on, how sports has been impacted and her job as a reporter has been impacted. And I want to talk about how sports utilizes logistics because I've talked to folks that have moved turf fields. They've done um, similar like trade show stuff where it's a lot of moving, you know, full truckloads worth of stuff. They do it for sports teams. I, you know, playoffs in the NFL is a big part. We had some, somebody that was moving um, for the Kansas city chiefs during the last playoff season. So I'd love to hear uh, from a sportscaster um, her perspective on what's going on and, uh, let's see if she still has a job, but uh, that's for another episode. So let's get to trending, social media, q and I got two good ones here. One of them we kind of already hit on, but I'd, I'd love to to kind of go in more detail on it. But the first question, and this is non-coronavirus related, I think. So Joseph asked about um, what are the requirements when you're hauling hazmat? Um, and this is kind of a broad question. Uh, and I say it's not really coronavirus related, but who knows, man. What if you're actually hauling a hazardous material such as like bio waste because you've got some coronavirus 
specimen. I don't know. Sure. I, I mean, I, there's I there's further precautions now being yeah. taken. I'm sure that just as you go to a grocery store, you know, they urge you to wear a mask and gloves. I'm sure that there's truckers out there that are taking precaution yeah. um, as well. So as far as the actual DOT requirements, a carrier has to be endorsed to haul hazmat. Okay. Uh, there's a weight limit for when you have to placard. I'm not going to list off all the requirements for hauling hazmat. Um, I, I've been around a lot of hazmat in my life, both on the civilian and the uh, DOD side, whether it's hauling explosives or bulk fuel, um, compressed air, you name it. Just about every class I, I've hauled before uh, or I've dealt with, not physically driven myself, but either loaded, unloaded. I've actually, I actually have hauled, <laughs> has been myself. I've hauled fuel personally in the, in the army, but. And that's uh, where you got your start in logistics. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually the air force, cause I was air force before the army, but, uh, that was a lot of, a lot of loading onto, um, planes, yeah. aircraft, right. fixed wing. So a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes boom, a lot of, a lot of class one explosives there, uh, but here's the deal: you got to be you got to be licensed to do it or endorse. Now, as far as a freight broker goes, there really is no federal DG or dangerous goods. I call it DG for short. There's no DG certification given by the federal government for a broker. There's a lot of different supplementary or not even supplementary. There's a lot of different um, company owned or managed solutions out there. I believe the requirement is that each company is responsible for their own hazmat program so that anybody from billing to a broker to a manager, anyone who deals with any kind of hazmat, even administratively, needs to be company certified. So you can adopt your own program or you can use like an off-the-shelf, like a $100 online program, like a one or two hour course to get you like a DG certification. It's basically just going to familiarize you with the different classes of hazardous materials. Um, it'll give you like a lot of references for publications on what can go with what, at what weight amount do you have to start uh, palletizing? How do you pa- or not palletizing? Placarding. Um, if you've got multiple goods, how do you placard? Do you have to use two placards? And the answer to that is yes in some certain circumstances. Um, so yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Do your research on your own. If you're a carrier, you need that endorsement. You cannot haul hazmat without that endorsement. Um, if you're a broker, definitely, definitely need to have some kind of education on it. So um, do that. Next question is from Holly. Holly asks about um, where can I stop for food or where are there rest stops? And sure, we had talked about this just a little bit ago earlier in the episode. Um, I think... This question might be a few days old. I didn't check on when it was asked by Holly, but a lot of places are opening back up. What I would do is look at where your load is picking and dropping and map that out, whether it's with PC Mile or Google Maps or whatever you're using for your for your uh, routing. Try to plan out your stops along the way. And you may want to call up ahead of time and say, hey, is this open? Are you guys open? What are your hours? Right, Because right? they might some of these rest stops might shut down at night for – to kind of clean up and all that stuff. We've seen a lot of stores doing that. Just plan it out. Um, if you're a driver, have your broker do that. Have them earn their paycheck, right? You know, if they're going to make a, a percent margin off of your business or off of the business that you're hauling for them, have them do the research. And hey, if you're a broker, offer that. Be that value add. Um, so I think the majority of them are, are open now. There, there was, I think, a, a small period of time where they had shut down. But um, yeah, that kind of answers that question. 
Uh, final thoughts, Shua. First of all, great to have you on here again. Oh yeah, Love thanks, it. thanks for having me. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it's really interesting to kind of follow these things that I normally wouldn't. When it's actually one of the most important things that's going on right now in our country yep. is things moving. Right. And supply chain, baby. Supply chain. Uh, just like you said in the previous episode, one of the first things that was so important was that you break the supply chain, you know, you break the economy, you break the country. Yep. And you've seen that both here and overseas. Um, and so it's really vital that we do pay attention to it and do give uh, respect to those who are out there doing this for us and for the benefit of everyone. Yeah. So the, I think the big takeaway is uh, transportation. You're you're pretty safe in your job unless you work for TQL. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> rough. I, I say that jokingly and, and playfully, but uh, that is that is pretty terrible. So I and back to the TQL thing. Yes, you're gonna have people that turn over in a job because they don't meet sales standards. But it's, it's ironic sure. that you lay off 700 or fire, terminate, whatever, lay off 700 people. And that's your justification? During the coronavirus pandemic. So, oh well. Hey, on a topic of sports, the Olympics. Yeah. So they're going to still call them the 2020 Summer Olympics, but they're going to happen in 2021 probably. Is that in Japan? Am I right? Yes. Yes. Japan, 2021. That's wild. Dude, they were showing like, uh, so before they postponed it, they were saying if they didn't postpone it, all these athletes that could not be training right now, they're like, it's not fair. Like, we need to have adequate training time before we can just go show up and start. Yeah. Like, like you're going to see, like, no records. There's four months off, you know, hopefully you were working out at home. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was doing pole, vault, pole vaulting inside. But think of the... With my eight-foot ceiling. <laughs> think of the community that that does bring. Like, we've had a friend... We had a friend from high school who was in the winter Olympics. Oh, yes. Aerials, right? And, yeah. Doing flips on skis. Crazy. And, you know, you see these villages. It's a, it's a, it's, its own little world that's set up that's very densely populated Shout when it comes to around. Shout out to Matt for listening, by the way. Yeah, Matt DePeters. Hope you're still doing flips. Dome. <laughs> Remember when he came... So he came back, was it the Vancouver Olympics? He came back and like when you and I used to live together. Yeah, yeah. Stop by. That's right, he did. And he was just like Mr. Hotshot. I was like, is, is this Sean White? I'm so confused. <laughs> nah, he's but awesome one dude. experience that must yeah. be to be on that side of things versus just being a spectator from afar, just to be able to walk and talk and just be with people from all over the world. Yeah. But even like to attest on these athletes saying that they don't have proper training time, it was like him. He got tossed in like pretty late in the game because somebody he was planning because this was what two thousand. It would have been like two thousand ten. He was in, and he was planning to wait till twenty fourteen to compete because it's every four years for the winter. Well, for For any right, right. But somebody got hurt and they they pulled him up and he didn't have a whole lot of training time, and he ended up like the dude's so good, but he like kind of bit it like on his first. I think he fell on his foot or had a bad landing. He did, like, he did like 17 flips and like a 1080 in there and like <laughs> like ate a cheeseburger while doing it all and like had a not not perfect landing. Updated his uh, but he like ended up like, away message. Yeah. Back when AIM was around. But he got he he ranked like, I don't know, top 20, but like not like top five like he would have been. Sure. So that goes to show you with the Olympics now, these athletes that can't like think about what you can't do indoors. Just about anything but swimming, really. Like what else is indoor? Oh, I guess basketball, but you can't really do any of this stuff. Like individual stuff, like pole vaulting, shot put. 
discus throwing. What's that one where they throw that giant stick? Um, the javelin. javelin? Yeah, mm-hmm. the giant stick. The giant I've been stick. watching Lord of the Rings like the giant last couple stick days because I have nothing else to do being at home at night. But uh, <laughs> they, they're throwing javelins, just killing orcs left and right. But anyway, that goes to show these athletes, they really can't do a whole lot to prepare for it. So yeah. if you're actually employed right now, and you're driving truck, or you're brokering, or you're at shipping, receiving, whatever, dispatching. Be grateful that you've got a job, but also thank you for yes, your, thank your, you your, very your, much. Keeping America running right now. We appreciate you. So that that's my final thoughts. Yeah, sounds good. On that note, go bells. Go bells. That wraps up this episode of the Midnight Freight Broker Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks to Shul for joining us on another great episode. Stay safe out there. Practice your social distancing. Make sure to leave us a review. Give us that five-star rating, and we will see you on the next episode. Check, check, testing on the left side. Right side, right side, coming in hot. It's a hot mic. Hot mic. Got a hot mic, hot mic. A lot of peaks. Check, check. Midnight Freight Broker. I'm over here on the left side. Right side. I am on the right side. Um, still a little loud. Here. Looking better now. Watch how loud it gets when I turn the volume up. Check, 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 check. See how it changed? Yeah, yeah.